0: Alright everyone, we're live. Welcome, you want to say it? Welcome to Uncle Tony's Closet. New name, it's officially official. We're starting off in the podcast business, about to move up in the world in a big, big way. We're going to be a household name soon, thanks to you guys, our loyal and devoted listeners. And we just like to say... I just burnt my hand. We'd just like to say a special fuck you to certain people out there you know who you are
1: yeah if you know us you know who you are because if we say fuck you together to you you fuck us both I'm and I to... feel like when we get big we're going to have the,
0: the opportunity to really get into you know that. say some some big things
1: Let everyone and, know.
0: and they say with great power comes great responsibility but I think we're the best people to have this type of power because we just don't give a fuck I'll say
1: anything about anybody as long as it's true that's right. You gotta be straightforward with people. There's no point in beating around the bush. You know, why beat around the bush?
0: I think that's a a commodity nowadays. Is is straightforward, honest communication,
1: or what some people call it, kissing ass. You know,
0: I don't think that's straightforward or honest.
1: No, it only affects it in the long run because if you don't agree with that individual, think about it. You just you're gonna continue to kiss their ass. And when you kiss their ass, you know, you're you're gonna kiss their ass, blah blah blah. You're gonna keep doing it. But behind that fakeness you're showing them, you have all these internal feelings, and you're talking to other people about how you feel about them, you know, so it, it don't it don't pay off in the long run.
0: Yeah, so you know somebody uh you know that I am a psychology person and I I know a thing or two about this and the motives that you have often come out in your actions so if you're doing something and you feel some other way about it sooner or later you're gonna end up kind of giving away that you don't feel the same way that you're acting and why not just get it out of the way right like if you're gonna talk to someone some way you might as well be honest about it Am I wrong here I mean there's a point where you have to like you know, filter yourself a little bit when you're gonna hurt somebody's feelings or burn bridges. That's that's a big no no right yeah, there. Is yeah, burning bridges.
1: That that's when you want to never it,
0: in life should you. Well, unless you know, there's some bridges you don't want to cross. If you if you get know what I'm saying.
1: You don't have to burn them, but if you don't cross them, you don't got to burn them on the just, other side.
0: Yeah, you put up a sign that says maybe don't go near this. You put know? up a put up a check Distance checkpoint yourself. A you little gotta bit.
1: you gotta sign a couple papers before you go across this bridge, man. Yeah, there's a big toll big toll so that you got to make sure it's what you want to do that's a smart way to think about it yeah
0: i think a lot of people don't consider like another thing i've been learning about is the opportunity cost so i love opportunity cost every action that you partake in has you know an amount of time and amount of resources that you spend you know an amount of your life that you're using to do this certain activity and that's you know it's not always as big as that as it sounds but you could be doing something else with your time and you have to consider you know if you're a person who loves going to the club that's great go to the club all the time if you can however at some point there's gonna be a number where after that number it's
1: it's only gonna not benefit you to go anymore you know what I'm saying yeah it's it's when you start to realize that you know, the amount of time that you're spending doing that activity, what could you else could you be doing in that time that's, you know, going to take you it's forward productive. more? There. Yeah, more productive. Exactly. What what can you do better in that time? You know, whether it's door dashing, that's a big thing right now.
0: That's true. You could take your time and literally just turn it into money. You know, you so just... if
1: you work a day job and you door dash, then it kind of makes a little more sense.
0: Yeah, we're, we're definitely getting to the point now where everybody's Not... time is worth a little bit more money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you could be on your phone for eight hours instead of working your job, and you could be, maybe you're selling something or merchandising something or recording a podcast like a fucking idiot. You know, whatever it is you're doing, maybe you're trading Bitcoin or you're, you know, investing in new businesses. You could be doing that instead because it's easy now.
1: Passive income's a big thing right now. Uh, Not only in the stock and in cryptocurrency, but a lot of young people are... Finding ways to get loans or even go to investors, and, the, and they're flipping houses. Uh, I have a lot of friends that are, my and yeah, they get and, real estate since they were since they were eighteen. They've been flipping houses with not even their own money. They're taking someone else's money. Some guy that's filthy rich, and he wants to make money. And they're telling him, "You give me thirty-five thousand for this house. Put twenty-five thousand work into it with these contractors I got." We're coming back with two three hundred thousand. In some areas, that's that's really what's going on right now. Yeah,
0: because people move into the area from other places. You know, the the population in general is, is expanding, which is you know at a rate that it's never really been before, which is interesting, and it means that it's going to be a little bit harder to live, you know, organically just by yourself. So you have to you have to go to some organization or somebody some you know some place that owns the house you want and you're gonna have to bargain with them and you're gonna have to make a deal with money that you don't have and you're gonna have to put something on the line for this house that you want
1: the housing markets uh, the housing market right now is an interesting thing Um, it's always a little bit of a gamble well I'll tell you what A couple months ago rates were really low Um, now they're low but they're not as low as they've been and but the housing markets booming right now it's a it's a really good time to sell really bad time to buy um, unless you're buying properties that are flippers you know something you can flippers with some work in them so
0: you buy it at really low value yeah whether it's your own
1: foreclosure or whatever it is you know for sale by owner sometimes you can find some of those they're in bad shape but you know you can rehab them when you got the right people or you do it yourself um, but in real estate, and pretty much I,
0: anybody could do it.
1: Yeah, but in real estate, I have a lot of friends in real estate right now. Out of high school, you you go and do what you got to do. Um, I'm not exactly sure of the the steps to be to get into real estate. I know you got to get your license, um, which is expensive, but overall it pays off. Um, and I I know friends that are you know they didn't go to college out of high school. They got their real estate license and now they're selling houses. Um, for a real estate company and that's actually awesome i mean you're not making what you're selling the house for but you're making a commission on it and commission's yeah. really good on houses those are big numbers so the commission rate that you're getting on that that's that's adding up plus you're getting a base pay
0: that's also one that if you start early you can just build up your assets pretty much and, and have more money to buy more houses time. you can time. become your own realtor. it takes a lot of time for sure but you know Relatively, you know, compared to working in an office job for 20 years, maybe, and you're getting promotions every, you know, a significant promotion every 5, 10 years, maybe, these other jobs kind of make it look bad because the the return is so quick. But a lot of time, people also don't realize how subject it is to throwing you out and, and you end up with nothing because the real estate market is one that's definitely very high very affected by supply and demand. So, especially demand. You know, if there's nobody really in the housing market and you have a lot of real estate, you might be kind of out. I mean, and it's rare that that'll happen, but there's, you know, there's cases where things happen that are unexpected like within our lifetime there was the whole housing market crash. That one was pretty crazy. Yeah, it was. And and the economy was pretty shocked then, too. Yeah, nobody ever thought that was going to tank. No. All of a sudden, it tanks. You know, this is... I always draw comparisons to stuff like Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. That's kind of what happens in that market on, like... It just happens much quicker, you know, than real estate. Real estate was never really failing before. And ever since then, it's kind of been up and down.
1: Yeah, the real estate market, it definitely fluctuates. Um... It's really sensitive. I'd almost sometimes it's like gas. I mean, gas is really sensitive. Yeah. Gas moves by the day usually. You know, whether it's a cent, couple cents, gas is moving.
0: Because there's always something going on. That that one's also that one's more subject to new technology than to extraneous well, demand. Because there's always going to be a demand for
1: gas. There is, but um, a lot even like right now where we're at right now, today, um, with today's date. What's today's date? The, the Four, fifth. March 5th, 2022. So where we're at today, it's incredibly expensive.
0: Yeah, I have a little money in Marathon Petroleum, and that just went up. And it's going to keep going up for the next little bit because, you know, we've covered why. There's there's oil going around in, in certain countries, and people want to get to it. But Marathon is a U.S.-based oil company, and basically, I believe their demand is just going to keep rising as, as things get more difficult in the other regions that we import from and that's one that's kind of it's not stable but it's it's very subject to going up a lot but i'm also interested to see what as we discover new electric and hybrid car technology that kind of phases it out a little bit i want to see how the prices
1: go then and if gas will ever hit dirt cheap levels well, I actually read a tweet today from Elon Musk. He said today. Now, keep in mind, Elon Musk is this. He's in. You know, he's involved with Tesla. Um, he's involved. He's involved with, with everything. Starlink, many other companies. Elon Musk is a quite genius, in my opinion, at least. I um, think. Yeah. Definitely. Highly a educated, highly credible guy. Uh, he said today. Now, he said they're the leading Tesla's, the leading company in green vehicles and in, in electric vehicles, but. He said that we need to have an, a higher energy or a higher oil output here in the U.S., meaning we need to produce more oil here. We
0: have to have to control home. over the market.
1: So that, not even have control over the market, but and that maybe would. I'm not saying this is what he means, but in my opinion, our prices shouldn't be so sensitive based on what's happening outside of our country. Yeah, because that'll make us vulnerable on certain times. Sure, you could have a steady supply, but... Have the job for us here, have the main supply from here, and deal with outsiders as a as a secondary into your primary. You know, yeah, they're helping back it up, but if something happens outside here, no matter where it is, we could just ramp up production and keep up. That that should be able to happen.
0: Is structured in a really inefficient way because of the amount of cropland that we have, and basically states with not a lot going on. In between you know the cities and and all that so there's a lot of space going to that and then there's other areas that are completely packed fully dense saturated with people there's also and they generate insane amounts of output and their own environmental problems and electricity electricity problems and sewage all that stuff so we kind of have to manage both at the same time and it's hard because people are really invested in keeping things the way that they are because that's kind of how things move
1: forward. Yeah, and as much as we want clean energy vehicles to move forward, and it, it is, it's really moving forward right now, but you know, we always need to have a backup plan no matter what we're talking about, whether they're talking about cars or whatever it is, you wanna have a backup. And I think that you know, no matter what resource we're talking about, if we can produce it here at home, I think we should produce it at home. Well, why that's, not?
0: The thing is, when we produce stuff like that, we cause the environmental problems that make people mad. And that's the reason why we move them out of here. And that's why countries like China, where we outsource a lot of our factory output, are experiencing way more uh, environmental problems because they kind of just take the brunt of that for the money that's available.
1: Yeah, but it's not okay to even impact their environment at our expense. It's not no. fair to anyone.
0: Yeah, we should be. Wor- everybody should be working together, and, and I, that's well, really we, the only we way we're going to solve on this that, problem. But
1: yeah, and I, I think that's that's one thing we need to really fix. Well, once we do that, we're just because be... it's a problem, we can't just get rid of it and make it someone else's problem. We should find ways around that problem. Every problem has a solution. That's kind of a warm. thing
0: in the US forever though. We give jobs to people in order to take away the unpleasant. It's cheaper. Work, They'll know? say it's
1: cheaper too. More unpleasant, cheaper.
0: Every aspect of a job in America can be delegated or outsourced in some way, I think. Especially now with technology mm-hmm. and interconnectivity and the internet, you know, you could be on call with someone halfway across the world simultaneously. And it's impressive and it You know, it ends up giving people jobs, but of course there's going to be downsides that come with it. That's a topic that I talk about a lot on the show here because, you know, you have to consider, like I said, the cost of everything. Once you increase our efficiency
1: with robots, there's going to be robot problems. And someone has to fix the robot problems. And, if you think about it, moving forward, robot problems equals a higher paying job. Yeah, that's true. And that's a still, service. that could still be a trades job, you know? We don't have to get rid of trades jobs, but let's improve them maybe. The mechanics for the robots? Yeah. That's introducing a whole new type of job with moving forward.
0: We're going to replace delivery men with people who service the drones at Amazon, and we're going to replace taxi drivers with people who maintain the self-driving cars.
1: That's a that's probably long-term, but, I mean, not really when you think about putting a chip in your head that can fix whatever you want.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, I think the ability to change the way our brain works is pretty scary, because we... <coughs> Sorry about that. We're fucking up the noise levels here, as always. We're famous for that.
1: There go the sound levels there again. There goes the sound levels. Dadgummit. I mean, I, I just feel like that if... You don't want to say you're going to replace delivery people and taxi drivers. You're not replacing them. You're in, you're uh, upgrading them. Moving them to a different that's a, job. That's a really good word to use, upgrading. So if you're a taxi driver, instead of me calling you today and telling you, hey, you're no longer going to have a job, how about we call them and say, hey, we're going to send you to this class for six months to a year. You're going to learn how to uh, logistically plan and uh, work on these drones and so on and so forth, and you're gonna get a, you're gonna get a pay increase. You're going from an from excuse the leg slap there, but you're going from a, an hourly wage to a really sufficient salary. Because think about it with the with eliminating gasoline diesel vehicles with their high maintenance costs and fleet costs when and they, gas costs. Ga- that's what I'm just saying. Just to run it maintenance fleet. That's and part of cost, what your, your fee is in plus. A cab. Plus, 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 downtime, damages, repairs, driver, hourly wage. That's a very expensive operation logistically. So the driver gets a really small cut. And you that, and just think of it like this. You can go to the post office and mail something for a couple bucks. How can you do it that cheap? There's a rhythm to the rhyme there.
0: Oh, here's the thing. I think that in that scenario, there would be a group of people who go to the class and they take the opportunity cost and they spend some downtime not driving their cab and they learn this new system. I'm not saying downtime in that. Hold on, hold on. And then they they go to the new job and they end up earning more money and then there's going to be the group of people who aren't incentivized to learn the new technology and they're just going to keep driving a cab. Yeah. You know? I think that's, that's how things work in the... The economy right now like there's people who do things the old way and then there's new firms who are coming in and basically just replacing them and it happens all the time but there's certain jobs where your skill curve comes the longer you work in the job so you get better as it better, uh, better at it if you go say 15-20 years and those people are not incentivized to learn new technology because they're already working well with what they have but in the new age, things become obsolete way faster. So you have to learn a new skill set no matter what within, you know, every however many years it is. Training is important. If you can train your employees, that's going to lead you to the most success. Ex- this uh, audio software that I've been getting into, you know, editing this whole thing, it's uh, it's pretty neat. I do love technology, man. I We grew up in that technology age where, We've like... have seen it
1: developed from nothing to everything. Yeah.
0: The old iPhones and iPods were pretty... Well... You know, they were groundbreaking. But I can't seemed, say nothing, but I'll
1: say we've seen it develop from pretty much no internet and flip phones to... You have a whole computer. You can play video games with a controller on it at your fingertips. You can play video games with a controller on your iPhone through Bluetooth. I thought that is so amazing. COD on your phone with a, a, a gaming controller... You can use Xbox or PlayStation, Bluetooth, and the
0: AirPods. You can do it with a lot of games now and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's... You can do it with a lot of different equipment.
1: There's a lot of Bluetooth. VR, controllers. You've seen the steering wheel setup. I mean, that's insane. Look at all the mechanics involved with all that. Yeah, I mean, somebody has to,
0: like, render all the physics, basically, of every time you press the button, you know, this is what happens, and it has a direct impact. That's why coding jobs are so high paid cuz they you know you have to be super smart and consider all this different stuff. But I think that the people who develop the the best new VR technology are going to get the most money because that's the next biggest thing. And basically once people have technology that lets them live their life, you know, in another world basically, they're not going to need to go back. Enough of small talk. Let's get
1: fucking wasted. Yeah? Alright, we're getting into some hot topics then for sure. Wasted, baked, fucking
0: everything. Uh, You can't say this, man. We're trying to get on Spotify, man. Uh, By the way, we're not promoting or uh, advising any illegal activity. We're all of age. You should not buy or consume drugs. Illegal. Drugs. Yeah, this is all satirical content.
1: But, I mean, drinking, we're of age. We're allowed to drink.
0: But but who said that we were drinking? Me. No, no, no. Nobody said that.
1: But we don't, I'm not promoting No, it.
0: nobody said that.
1: Oh, what do you mean no one said that? I just said, let's drink. Nobody's drinking. We're drinking, We're. what are we drinking? Hypothetically. What do you mean, hypothetically? We can't even talk about drinking? No. Joe Rogan drinks on his podcast. It's on YouTube, Spotify, everything. I suppose it's free expression. It is free expression. What about age? You want to see my fucking ID? But it's better that you don't come out and say it. You know what I mean? Who gives
0: it, it? doesn't... It? Okay. Listen, if, right. you're,
1: if you're under 18, you shouldn't even be listening to us anyways. I'm going to be honest with you here. If you were under 18, you should probably tune out. Yeah. Legal, legal, Legally standing, tune out. Your parents would enjoy it. I don't enjoy it. Tune out. It's grown folks talking. We just became grown folks, as a matter of fact, so I enjoy saying that. It's grown folks talking. Go sit down at your little picnic table and let the grown folks talk. Yeah, I mean,
0: nobody who is at all advisable in their life or subject to influence should be listening to this because you're just going to have your
1: gourd filled up with all kinds of nastiness we like to we like to have fun. We like to enjoy ourselves. We work hard, so we're gonna express that. But that's our freedom of expression. If you have abuse problems or you know anything like that, you should probably tune out for your safety here. <laughs> Disclaimer warning. Yeah, that's from the bosses here. This is straight out of Uncle Tony's. We just talk
0: to the legal department.
1: Yeah, I called up to HR. I called up to IT. Because we had some mouse problems earlier, you know? And then the legal team got back to me, and that's what they told us to say. It's straight out of Uncle Tony's closet, man. Fucking unbelievable.
0: And we are not subject to any legal liability uh, based on our words. This is purely hypothetical and satirical, like I said.
1: So, uh, anyway, let's get into uh, the military. Now, wait a second. How are we going to go from this to the military?
0: Well, they're very they're, they're pretty closely related because of the uh, the drug tests and regulations in the military. It's just it's a way oh. if you're worried about the government, you know, controlling the people, think about these people who give away their lives willingly to the armed services and they make the great sacrifice mm-hmm. of serving our country and that's great. It's fucking awesome. We I wouldn't so be here friends. without it.
1: I have so many friends in the service, man. And they have so many unique jobs. Like, I know people that do, like, mechanics on diesel and, like, giant, giant tanks and shit. Like, I have one friend that's up in Alaska. Um, I, actually, they were both up in Alaska. They were brothers. I had other they friend. have engineering jobs. Yeah, I mean, I, that's I have friends engineering. I, I have friends in all kind of different workforces in the armed forces. It's amazing. And then I have friends that are just uh, infantry. You know, they're the... They're the, yeah, the
0: conscripted. Yeah, well, however, as much as as much as all of that is true, it does occur to me a little bit that it seems like the government's recruiting people out of high school because if you went to a public high school in the United States, chances are that you've been talked to by a military recruiter Talk of some to? sort.
1: Dude, they used to message me on Facebook.
0: Yeah, they'll the get all up guy, in your grill.
1: The same guy that sat in my school with a booth... Or had the pull-up. You ever had the pull-up challenge? Uh, we did push-ups. Push-ups, yeah, we did that too. Okay, they they recruited like crazy, dude. They were there two, three times a week for a different branch every week. They recruited a
0: lot. And they're getting you into the JROTC and the CVS What's and wrong the with that, USB. Well, I just think that, I mean, it's definitely good for people to learn some form of discipline in their life and the mental capacity to get over things. The thing is, the way the military treats the military is pretty rough because they don't provide any services after you've completed your duty. Okay. And there might be pensions and things mm-hmm. like that, but there's not an active way for them to you know, use these skills that they spent so many years developing. And I think that, I don't know, ideally there would be a way for the government to them to better use I guess and continue maybe providing jobs or mm-hmm. some for- form of other service you know to the people in the military because it's really if you look at it it's not exactly worth it you have to be a certain type of risk loving person to join the army and you have to really be invested in the whole thing and that's the people I guess that they want
1: not just the army but any
0: well, yeah, I guess if you really get into anything, you have to be the type to be very passionate about it.
1: Any form of... Um,
0: anything, really, If it's whether it's art or a forces. job. You know, you've watched The Wolf of Wall Street many times. And also, like, movies like, you know, uh, about Steve Jobs. I watched his biography. And really, the message that I got was, like, these people are so dedicated that they fuck up their lives a little bit and then they learn how to, to, to fix that. And they get to a point of success where they're able to maintain their lifestyle well. And I think that's like I guess that's kind of almost the goal. But the American way is to get as much money as you can and then spend as much of it as you can. And I don't know if I necessarily agree with that because I might be a little bit of a materialistic person. You know, I love to buy stuff and and get new things and, and you know, have clothes and, and stuff like that. But at a certain point, it's not going to be beneficial to you when you're on your deathbed and you've got your Ducati sitting outside gathering dust. Yep. And your Sea-Doo <clears> is in the dock and it's just you in a bed and well, it's the same situation as anybody else, you know? And that just kind of makes you consider, like what's really worth it in the long run I'm the type of person that prefers you know spending good time maybe just just taking in my surroundings and in the place where I'm at and enjoying that rather than going to the the most extravagant place that I can find the most beautiful place that I can find I mean I do love looking for things like that but it's not my lifestyle 100% you know what I mean I'm very content with what I have most of the time, because I feel like that that's all I need. You know the, a place where I can be myself and, and do the things that I want to do while making myself better, I guess, is the goal. So it feels like if you're focusing all your life into just getting money and getting shit, then where's the you know the rest of your energy isn't being used to discover yourself as a person. You agree with that, what I'm saying? I do. Do you think that it's, you can be rich
1: and happy? You, you can. You know, we were. I was telling you earlier about Elon. Yeah. I think that's awesome. You know, he d- he said he didn't want anything materialistic, really. You know. Yeah. He, explain that whole thing again, actually. So I I was um I was watching Elon Musk on a Joe Rogan podcast. And he was talking about how he was getting rid of properties he had um, spread throughout. He said he brought, uh, he bought a property, I believe, based on like a movie or it was something famous. And he just had a. <clears throat> he said he wanted to buy it, and he bought it. And he had many other properties, and he said, you know, he came to realize these are all wasted money, and and opportunity costs. You know, think about it. Um, he said he never spent time there really, you know. He just didn't have enough time to even travel to the mall so he started selling off all that stuff and um, you know he had all these materialistic items so he decided to start selling off all of the stuff and um, he, he got rid of all the properties you know he said he went to I think he said he was renting an apartment you know or renting a house or whatever because he didn't need all that, you know, it was just an extra cost to him. You know, just because you're making a lot of money doesn't mean you need to spend a lot of money. You find better ways to use it, in other words.
0: If you think about it from the He's
1: doing a lot to help. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you need
0: is uh, That's what
1: you should be doing with your money. An
0: intrinsic motivator within yourself that inspires you to do great things. Money is an external incentive and that Just makes you want to get more money You know, as soon as you get your hands on it You can't stop, it's like a drug But it's regulated by the U.S. government Just like sugar And just like caffeine And all these other things that people enjoy Because technically they are drugs But you just don't want to realize it But I'm getting a little bit off topic here You need to have If you look at it from uh, The perspective of the hierarchy of needs, Maslow's pyramid. Money solves all your basic needs at this point. You know, you can find shelter, you can find food, you can find sustenance. You could even find social interactions with money. Things like people, even romantic partners. But you can't reach a point at the top of the pyramid, which is the self-actualization, the very last stage, unless you are doing things to better yourself and to better community and to kind of ease your thoughts. If you're a sleazy, dirty businessman, you might get a great night of sleep on your $8,000 bed, but at the end of the day, like I said, when you're on your deathbed and you're considering all the actions that you took in your life, you're not gonna be happy with it. Spending money doesn't equate. Is that a word? doesn't equate. doesn't equate to being a good person. And you, you like that?
1: That was pretty good. Yeah, that was a good moment right there, man. I'm a grammar. grammar guy. Continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, everyone. Um, I want to know what you think self-actualization is and, and where happiness really comes from. All right, dude. So when it comes to self-actualization, this is crazy, but I feel like I can see that for myself in some ways, not entirely. Now, when I say that, what I mean is that I can see where I want to be and where I think I need to be to feel like I finally made something, uh, you know, uh, I'm I'm progressing and I would say that's self-actualization, right? Well, yeah, it's 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 moving mm. towards the, I think
0: self-actualization happens at the point of death. When you look back on your life and you realize exactly what you were and what you became, and you if you live this good life and you met all your needs and you fulfilled every
1: basically everything that you wanted to do to a certain extent i can see some of those things and i think everyone can now whether it's something you learned from or whether it's something that made you the biggest thing you were or something along the way to get you there you can see what those things are you could see them before they get there. You can see the unexpected ones that just you don't even expect to happen, but pow, they end up happening.
0: Yeah, it was like I was talking about the power of motive. You know, if you motivate yourself into becoming a good person, somewhere along the way you will end up being a good person. Yeah. Is what I feel like. You know, if you are actively working towards that goal, then you're basically achieving it in a way, it, it's a self fulfilling thing. But if you engage in self destructive things and you other people destructive things and you you screw people over and you live a little more of a risky lifestyle, you're gonna end up at some point developing a hatred for people or yourself, you know because you're it's always an opposition between you and them and that's why that's why I say it's important not to burn bridges because you'll develop feelings of resentment and regret and every time you, you end something it's a chance to never fix it again <clears throat> you don't want to burn bridges No. and I think that's how you can reach the point where you're happy with your life is if you take all the relationships you get and at some point you might have to filter some out you know by getting rid of the people that aren't really beneficial to you but. You're going to have to take the relationships you do get, and you're going to have to work together in the way that either of you can, or, or however many of you it is. Let's say it's a group of friends. You you have what you have, and those people are going to help you realize
1: yourself. You know what I want to get into? I, I want to get into... You know how we talk about the buffer? Yeah. Pull that... Shit, I just threw my... Alright, pull up the... Can we? Yeah, so I have... Uh, um. I want, I want to talk about, in, in business, I want to talk about the buffer. Not even in business, but in general.
0: So I have a couple notes here on um, business oh, communication. Oh, you got to them up. And I, yeah, I just pulled it up. Okay. So a buffer basically is when you have a piece of news that you have to deliver to someone, and it's bad news, and it's something that might cause pain or personal, you know... Almost harm to them. You have to deliver it in such a way that you slow down the news, and you make them a little more receptive and trusting to you. You know, not to manipulate anyone, but in order to have an
1: understanding. Yeah, in
0: order to make them, you know, a little less edgy about it, or a little less, you know, feeling however they feel. So, you want to read the types of buffers here.
1: Yes, so we have six types of buffers. Um, there's a complement buffer, um, and you know, talk the, about that. Yeah, let's let's talk about the complement buffer. I'm good at this one. Um, you know, a big complement buffer, and <coughs> oh, shit. Oh, God wow. damn it. I. <coughs> I mean, looking looking at all the the buffers, I would say this this would fall under complement is. I, you know, when I answer the phones, I say happy Monday, happy Friday. Oh, great weather today, you know, some, some... Beautiful Tuesday. Yeah. Happy whatever. And if you know the person, you can make it personal. Hey, you know, I'm using fake names here. Hey, uh, hey Melissa, how are you doing today? We're going to talk about... Whatever. Thanks for getting back to me on this, that, yeah. and the other. I really appreciated the way you wrote it. Hey Melissa, I appreciate your 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 uh, prompt response or the the relationship and business we've had thus far. You want to compliment what's been going on. That's that's the compliment buffer. You wanna you wanna start it off with a genuine compliment. And that's basically the same as the next one, which is appreciation. Uh, yeah, I kind of got an appreciation. Thank you for your business or thank you for. For the, um, the relationship we built this far, we both have succeeded throughout our relationship. If you really want to get into it, you could say something
0: like, thank you for your continued business or, you know, one yeah. of those buzzword phrases. It's kind of better to stay away from things like that also.
1: Not um, necessarily. If you want
0: to, you can kind of, thank you, you for have your to f- find a way to be genuine without breaking the professional, you know, way of communicating, you know? Yeah. You have to say it in a way that makes you sound human and empathetic, but you also have to
1: use the terms that take legal liability out of it. Legal liability going into the next one. Agreement. Here are the terms of the stated um, agreement, uh, contract, binding, legal... Well, this drug. is actually something so if, like... Right? Let's no? say... No. Agreement wouldn't be or, uh, uh, <coughs> an agreement between it's two parties. It's not you
0: making the agreement with them because you're still going to deliver bad news. So let's say... Someone requested you something And you have to let them down You say Although I agree with what you said Oh that type of agreement We can't X, Y, and Z Okay. So, <coughs> so, fuck. so that
1: type of agreement He's dying um, He requested a new set of lungs And um, although We feel he does need a new set of lungs um, Due to the damage He's done to his lungs Personally we're not going to get him a new set
0: it's irreplaceable. I've gone past my insurance
1: limit. Yeah, they're just they're not going to cover that. So quite frankly, there's your agreement. Now, facts. What, what would you say would be an example of fact-based buffer method? OK, so
0: let's say, hmm, give, give me a scenario. What, what bad news would I be delivering to somebody in the business world? In the business world? Yeah, like
1: somebody requests something, I don't know, that's what it always is, you know? Facts. You have a rat (laughs) infestation. Literally fact. No, that's what I'm saying. You have a rat infestation at your warehouse. Yeah, so, uh, let's say, I'll say, the possibility of you
0: developing some kind of horrible blood-based mutagen disease from a rat infestation is about 10%. Don't worry. Now the bad news is that we have an infestation of rats in the warehouse and I'm telling you, you you're going to want to stay away from these rats but there's a low risk for you. you know, It's not as bad as it seems. and we're, You can't actually even say that there's a rat infestation because that's also a legal liability. How about this? It's known there's a rat infestation. The, 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 you can't the, say that. You cannot say that in your email. You can't write. We know that there's a rat infestation. Why? It's if, internal. If anybody receives well, is damages external. from the rats, then you have you're implicated. You're already You, say you knew and
1: you didn't know anything. You didn't reliable. do anything about there's it. There's already been an inspection done. State officials know there is a rat infestation at your, your your warehouse. Here's what you say to your outputters. Here's my go at it. It's been brought to our attention that there is an above average rat population. I was getting there. I'll use that one, there's an above average amount of rodent infestation slash breaching on the premises of our warehouse located at XYZ. However, please be advised that we are taking necessary steps and precautions to decrease the levels in the premises as well as ensuring there is no impact in quality schedule of delivery. Output of the products that we provide to you. So you're basically telling them we know there's
0: rats and I'm doing fuck all about it.
1: No, no, no. But
0: you get them to agree with you. It's not doing fuck all
1: about it. Well, you have to say that you're doing something about it. And you didn't let me finish. You said we're taking this. But you see how
0: this could be used to candy coat any message into something
1: that's a lot more agreeable. It's a lot more agreeable, yeah. Exactly. But what I'm saying is, yeah, you say we're taking necessary steps and precautions. So I'm not getting into the details of the operation, but I can tell you... Because if that goes wrong, then you're also implicated for that. Yeah. So I'm not going to tell you what steps we're taking because we have multiple steps, plans, and ready to go. So we're going to go with step one. You don't really know what you're going to do about it, but you're deciding right then and there. If you're a good business, you have a plan for that. If you have a warehouse with the possibility of a rat infestation, meaning you have food or something that rats are attracted to... You already have a plan in place for when that happens, and if you're a, a corporation, you should have multiple plans in place with backup plans for every issue you every could possibly think Factory
0: pick up. as well. That's
1: what planning meetings are for so That's what
0: engineers are for
1: engineers and multiple other profet. i mean multiple other titles inside jobs, a lot of any, jobs. any jobs yeah planning meetings involve a lot of different people from a lot of different uh excuse me a lot of different people and
0: everybody has to give approval from a lot
1: of different departments yes you want to hear everyone from everything with a centralized board who's actually uh writing up the plans and putting them into place so i just
0: don't want to live a life where i had to run everything by a legal department you know that's why I, I take It is things. what it is.
1: It is It is what it is. That's what I live by. So that's facts. Now, understanding. started off. Okay, so... he's out, He's, he's op- He opened the door to the closet on his side. Yeah. yeah, Uncle Herbie's side of the
0: closet is open. So understanding is basically, from what I understand, it's when you say, we understand your claim, or whatever it is that you're saying, and the reason that you're saying it. However, bad news. It's a way of... It's kind of like agreement, I guess, which is saying that maybe you don't agree, but you understand. And, you know, you understand why it might be a concern. However, we can't do X, Y, and Z. So, it's it's a matter of kind of de-escalating it a little
1: bit. You do want to de-escalate it in the understanding stage. I understand your frustrations. Um, you know, however... You know, uh, I understand your frustrations, uh, you know, however, um, emotions aside, here is what it comes down to, and here's what's the options for the possible outcomes listed for those options, right? It's understanding. I understand where you're coming from, but you got to understand where I'm coming from. I feel like the understanding buffer type is double-sided. When you're on an understanding buffer type... Well, that's what the whole point of the communication is, I yeah. suppose, is
0: to let them it is. see your side.
1: So, you know... Because you I'd have to
0: give the reasons... Oh, yeah. The other thing, too, is when you're directly delivering bad news, you would give the bad news and then the reasons. Mm-hmm. If you're doing it indirectly, you give the buffer, then the reasons, then the bad news. So you have to explain a little further to with get a, them to trust you further. With so a, you say, you know, you might tell them... You know we understand. Here's the reasons why this doesn't exactly work, and we're rejecting your proposal, which is that that quick, that right? Quick closing, right? Yeah, and then you give a pleasant close, like we look forward to you know doing whatever in the future. We might help you in the you know, next time if you get your shit together. Yeah. Or however whatever, we, we you know, whatever was the reason. Time. For not us at
1: this. It's not available at this time. You know. However, at this time we have decided. Uh, it's in our best interest to not move forward for whatever the reasons are, and then as a person that's getting rejected there in business, you want to make sure that you're you want to make sure you're accepting why you're being uh, rejected, and you want to you also have to not burn bridges. No, but not only that, you want to understand why were you rejected, and don't be afraid to ask that.
0: You know, okay. Yeah, be very clear about it so that you okay. can dispute it if you. I'll it.
1: be on. No, not even that. You said no. That's fine, but please tell me why would you say no so I could work on this in the future. Mm-hmm. You're never going to be able to move forward. That doesn't mean give up. Yeah, don't give up. Don't, Man, don't give up. Do not. Okay? You want to find out where did you go wrong so that you don't do it again. You know, life's all about learning. Where did we go wrong? How are we going to do it again? So let's get back to the other one understanding. Oh. All right, best news. So, we're, so we... We finished up this. Now, the last type of buffer would be bad news. No. Best news. Sorry. We are going buffer the bad news. Yeah, you can't news. buffer you the, bad you you the bad news. Fuck you and fuck news. you also. Fuck you and fuck you too right now. So, best news. Okay, yeah. The best news, you're still out of the closet, Herb. I'm still going. All right.
0: The best news is when you basically... I'm not going to say sugarcoat, but you preface the bad news with the best thing that you can do instead so you say hey we're gonna give you a fifty percent return on your money after this thing that you gave us uh, you know the money you paid us didn't work out for some reason whatever reason and then the bad news in that situation is that they have the rest of your money you know but what what you say is that we can do this, you know. So whatever the bad news is, if there's an al- like a little better alternative, they'll give you that in the beginning, and it makes you understand the rejection a little bit more because you also have the reasons in between, like we said.
1: Or the price of your service is increasing. However, the quality and length of your service is also increasing to better serve you.
0: Yeah. So like, let's say they. They can't do in-person orders anymore. They're like, you can do online orders. That's what they'll start out with that. Online orders receive a 10% discount. And then you go into the news that we're not taking in-person orders anymore. And that softens the blow because people see the benefit now of of doing another thing than the thing that they're used to. That's
1: a way of buffering it. You understand where I'm coming from here? Exactly. You want to, and you don't with the best news, you don't want to elongate it. I don't. I, I'll be honest. Yeah, deliver so it directly. Um, but I think to really um, move things forward here, overall this week, good week uh, here for me. But uh, yeah, we're still in the midst of a massive.
0: You know, ongoing crisis. With Besides, well, that—that's what I was gonna say. Besides, what's going on with what's, what's And don't forget about COVID. COVID's still going on. It's still crazy. We haven't heard anything about Delta or Omicron anymore. I don't know why. I mask guess mandates
1: gone. has mask mandates have been lifted in certain areas. Um, at least in our area, you know. Let's go. Uh, live free you know we could finally breathe again we made a long way
0: yeah it feels it feels strange being back to just living normally but it's nice yeah it is you know life
1: goes on it's awesome
0: when you're in the midst of of a big thing like covid you might think you know there were definitely times when i thought what if it never gets better and as time went on i realized that you know things might get worse actually and then they get better or whatever the combinations they get worse and better and worse and and all this different up and down and that's just kind of the way life is but eventually you'll you'll move to a point where you're past it and you're over the anxiety and the worry and you can kind of move forward with your life and that's what that's what i look forward to is seeing people kind of bounce back you know and it's already started happening in the year 2022 ad
1: Pow, 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 I'm over here, punch in the air. Pow, 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 we're bouncing back.
0: Full of energy, yeah, we're bouncing back. The world is coming back in a major way, and we're on the up.
1: Duck, weave, left, right, uppercut, jab, pow, we're in and out.
0: I mean, there's, yeah. Tuck it's and a,
1: roll to the right the, diagonal, and get out of there. This
0: is the dawn of a new age, in a new decade in a new century. You like
1: that? The exit, the tuck and roll and get out of there?
0: Tuck and roll and get out of there. I said you
1: get in there, you give, a, you give them a left-right uppercut, or you know you give them a duck-jab, left-right uppercut, then you roll. That's right,
0: piece of life advice, if you're ever in this situation where you have to fight somebody, unless they are an entire foot shorter than you, your goal is to hit at least two good hits and then get the fuck out by whatever means possible. You know, you might just have to leg it for a little bit. Maybe, I think everybody should learn self-defense. Maybe you're on the street and you see somebody coming up to you. You can defend yourself. You know, you don't have to do all this and that. You don't have to get into rounds of fighting because there's a lot of adrenaline going on in that scenario. You know, people aren't going to be working to the best of their ability. You go pop, pop, two good hits. Everybody should know how to throw one or two good hits and run the fuck away because that's all you need that's right. That's a piece of advice for you
1: they're out there in the streets tussling and
0: bustling find somebody who knows how to fight and ask them if you don't know anybody then become that person you know what I'm saying and teach everybody you know because why not right you don't need guns anymore alright we're going to stop all that we're just going to be back to the good old days of throwing fucking hands, fisticuffs, out in the open streets. And I think that's better than guns. That's the only gun control we need.
1: Alright, let's... Uh, don't even dive into gun control. That's a whole nother hour topic, pal.
0: Gun control is also a very hot topic that we are not willing to touch yet. Because I believe Uncle Tony and I have differing opinions on this. Um, and I, you know, I, I'm in a little bit of a strange place in this debate because I, I see both sides very well. Uh, because I know people like Uncle Tony, and they like their guns. But let's not get into that today. We had a very pleasant discussion about motivating yourself and and how to make the best of yourself. I'll in be the honest world. with you.
1: With that discussion, Uncle Tony's probably gonna be out of his seat yelling a little bit. So you guys, we're gonna have a little. We're gonna we're gonna warn you about your earphones in that one, cause cause I'm probably gonna be out of my seat yelling. It's gonna be a little Joey Diaz. Stuff. We're
0: getting into it next episode, so tune in same time next week. You know the vibe, and we'll be here. You know the plan is to start releasing these weekly. So, blaze you, and praise. Uh, yeah, no illegal activity. Remember, we don't endorse any kinds of that stuff. Be safe <laughs> out there. Oh,
1: little toady baby!
0: <laughs> We're back.